2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: I'm a feminist, but the other day I did a women's empowerment video and I became obsessed with the fluoro lighting above my head because I was being shot into a mirror. Just to be clear, it wasn't like a stunt. I wasn't being shot into a mirror. They were shooting my face in a mirror under fluoro lighting, and I looked
1: 102. I'm a feminist, but I think it's much worse if I'm out of shape than my husband, because I don't want to be the out-of-shape one in a marriage. Uh, Because I'm a woman, so it matters more. It says I'm a feminist, but, and these are guilty confessions, so you can be a little less judgy.
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but I know full well if the women's empowerment video comes out, and I don't look as young as I think I look in real life, I'm not going to share it with any fucker on Twitter. (laughs) Just not going to share it. I don't have to share it.
1: I'm a feminist, but any time a man opens a car door for me, I think, how well your mother has brought you up. (laughs) I'm a feminist,
0: but recently... When I told my friend I was going to talk to a men's rights activist group about feminism on direct message on Facebook, he wrote back, to be provocative, wow, they'll be wanking about that for months. (laughs) To which I replied, because he didn't think I would, why do you think I'm doing it? It's really hard to get in a wank bank now with all the free (laughs) porn on the internet. back they think you'll be like I'm so shocked so I needed to show him and I wasn't shocked no but also
1: I really enjoyed it I was I mean it was funny that's good that's good um I feel I've been too honest with this crowd already uh all right uh I'm a feminist but when a really close girlfriend of mine got her boobs done I asked her if she was not going to worry about silicon poisoning which was a big deal because I was very jealous of her bravery, and she looked so hot. <laughs> I tried to scare her about the procedure afterwards. She doesn't live anywhere that this podcast is gonna go out, so I'm fine with that. It goes out all over the world. Yeah, but she's very stupid on the internet. <laughs> she's got great boobs, and she's stupid on the internet. <laughs>
0: Live from King's Place in London, the Spontaneous Shop presents The Guilty Feminist, with Deborah Francis White, co-host Cindy B, and very special guest Jenny O'Claire, talking about getting older. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Have you had a, uh, a Guilty Feminist week, Cindy? Has it been more guilty or more feminist? More guilty hear from the audience. Just shout guilty if it's been more of a guilty week. Feminist if it's been more of a feminist week. Guilty. Guilty. And there were three women who smugly went feminist. (laughs) And everyone else went, pfft. No, if you've had more of a feminist week, well done you. But if you've had more of a guilty week, welcome. Um, Gentleman in the front row, what's your name? It's uh, Gerard. Gerard. And why are you wearing a party hat? A gift from my niece. Gift from your niece. Mm-hmm. Oh, and is it your birthday? Uh,
2: yesterday.
0: It, yesterday was your birthday, and this is your present? Yeah. Sindhu and I are your present.
2: Um, part, of the,
0: yes. part of the present. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what's the other part that your niece has promised you that we don't know about? I know. We didn't get the I email, Jerry. I think we need to know what it is. Mm. Uh,
0: Jenny and Claire. Jenny, Jenny and <laughs> Claire. Claire. Oh,
1: oh <laughs>
0: Jenny and Claire. Course. Are you a big Jenny fan? Are you? Oh, oh wow! So you. Jenny Eclair is heckling you, sir. Another part of the audience. That's just happened. You've been heckled by Jenny Eclair. Now that is a birthday present. That's what you'll never forget. That will you? Absolutely. So uh, tonight
1: we're talking about getting older. How do you feel about getting older, Sindhu? I have mixed feelings about it, because on the one hand, there's just so much stuff I don't worry about anymore, and yet I feel like there's not enough time. Because I don't worry about stuff as much, there's so much more I could do and I'm happy to do, but I feel like time is running out.
0: Yeah. I still truly believe in my heart that I'm 24, and I just live my life that way. And I'm hoping that my body just doesn't know, (laughs) and I will just continue to live on. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I can't face my own mortality, so instead I'm just going to continue to live as if I'm 24. Okay, so what did you do for your challenge, Sindhubi?
1: Well, what I decided to do was to not tell people my age when they asked. Mm. And the reason is that I don't feel I have to tell anyone my age. I realise no one asks my husband his age. Oh, I know. They don't They don't him. ask him his age. They don't talk to him a lot because he's very reserved. So maybe that's what it is. But they don't ask him his age. And I thought, I'm not going to tell anyone my age because I don't have to. But the challenge of it was that when I do tell people my age, they're always like, oh, my God, you look amazing. And that's a great compliment. So the challenge was to not get a compliment every time I could have. So what did you say? I'm not telling you. I said a variety of things. To some people, depending on the context, I said, oh, you can't ask a girl that. No, I never said that. (laughs) I'm just making that up. No, I said, um, it's none of your fucking business. No, I didn't say that either. I just said, you know what? That's not something we talk about or something like that. But to some people, I just said, 30. (laughs) And then saw what they said. I'm very fascinated
0: by how old people think I am because I don't tell people. So... I've just had a thought. I'm gonna get this audience to shout out how old they think I am. And then everyone's gonna shout out something they heard until everyone's shouting out the same number. And then we'll find out how old people think I am. Just for my own satisfaction, this has nothing to do with feminism. I just wanna know, okay. So, take a close look. All right, how old do you think I am? One, two, three. Shout out something you heard. 36! I'm hearing 35 and 36. And I'm assuming they've knocked four years off to be polite.
1: No, they said 35 or 36. That's 36. amazing. 36. Yeah,
0: that's. that's what? Have 38. <laughs> Hashtag heckled by Jenny and Claire. That's good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know how old that. you are. No, nobody does. Uh, and my husband doesn't. I mean, I to be honest, you can change your age by deed poll, and I've done that twice.
1: Can you really? Yeah. yeah that no, is. I've done it. So amazing. Yeah? It's given um, me a whole new project. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't really, Sindhu. That was a joke. That was oh. <laughs> disappointing. It'd be great if you could, though. Well, I mean, um, it's not like I grew up here. I don't know what the laws are.
0: Sindhu's <laughs> going to do some stand-up comedy for you now. Is that exciting? <laughs> then please put your hands together and make general woo-hooing noises for Sindhu V! <laughs>
1: Thank you, thank you. I've never co-hosted the Guilty Feminist podcast. I'm very, very excited to be doing it. Thank you so much for having me. That's why I'm very happy to be here. But that's not the whole reason. The main reason I'm happy to be here is if I'm here, I'm not at home. (laughs) And the reason I don't want to be at home is because we have three generations living under the same roof, my roof. We have my aging parents and then my kids. And the thing when you talk about aging is you think it just means that you're getting old. No, it means you're getting older. And one of the problems with being older in the phase that I am in is that I'm sort of responsible for both generations. Do you know what I mean? My kids are not old enough to take care of themselves. My parents are not old enough now to take care of me. I'm taking care of everyone. Do you kind of get that? It's like being the filling in a sandwich, but it's not like a nice sandwich from Pret, you know, where everything is fresh and mm. No, it's like a sandwich from a petrol pump. <laughs> You know, where you look at the filling and you're like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's us. Um, because it is exhausting, you know? Uh, for one thing, you have to deal with old people bullshit logic. Right? I said to my dad the other day, he's in his 80s, I said, dad, you need to keep your hearing aid on. And he said, I cannot do that. The battery will finish. I don't even have a response, you know what I mean? But also, the thing is, when these things happen, I have to manage, in both the enemy camps, the grandparents and the children, they're always coming at me with stuff I'm not ready to deal with. You know what I mean? My daughter, she came home from school, and she said to me, Mommy, I fell over in school. I hurt my leg. I think it's my bone. And my teenage son said, er. <laughs> and she said, my bone. He said, er. Er. And I said, oh my God, she's 12. Are you saying boner? He said, yo, 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 bruv. You can't say that word to me. You're my mom. Hashtag monster ox, yo. Hashtag. The child thinks if he doesn't say hashtag before a sentence, I can't hear it. And also who knows what monster ox means? Anybody? Yeah, it means monster awkward. Very awkward, right? this from a child who is failing creative writing in school or my mom she said to me how is your life in the bedroom these days (laughs) you know the bedroom life you know you know life in bedroom she thinks if she switches the word bedroom and life enough times in that sentence I'll get confused and tell her um, she said, because I'm reading one magazine and in the magazine it says modern day life has become so stressful, men don't have a labrador so their wife is frustrated in the bedroom. Can you believe it? And I'm like, what, men don't have a labrador so their wife is frustrated. Mommy, what magazines are you reading? She said, no, no, that labrador, you know the labrador. I'm like, ma, it's libido. Oh my God. She said, oh, but you understood, no. Do you know in western world, women are so liberated, they have solved their problem. Shall I tell you how? No. don't be foolish, I'm your mother, it's my duty. Listen. 50% of such frustrated ladies have become the lesbian. And 50% have purchased vibrator. You know vibrator, vibrator? What size is this? Where is anyone putting this? <laughs> it's only the remaining ladies, you know, that are still frustrated. Hmm. I say, wait, 50% are lesbian, 50% have a vibrator, the remaining? <laughs> Correct. So I said to my mom, I said, you know what, mom, you always give me such good advice. I'm going to decide by the end of today, am I going to become a lesbian? Or am I going to purchase a gigantic vibrator? (laughs) But you have to promise me one thing. Please stop doing math homework with the kids. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. And I think that is the hardest thing about aging is that you become that person. You have to manage both sides. And you know what? I have to be honest. You do what you have to to get through. My father sends my children emails that he thinks they should read because it's good for them. And um, they don't read those emails because, well, I'll explain why. The last email said, things you must remember. The first was six easy steps to make pasta. (laughs) The second was watching an avocado ripen and spectacular photography of underwater raindrops. What is an underwater raindrop? And my children refused to read those emails and I said to my son, please read them. And my son said, if you pay me, I will. (laughs) What a little shit. So you know what I did? I hacked into my children's email accounts and I replied to my dad as them. That's right. Because I'm getting my own back. Anyway, that's me done. Thank you so much.
0: So my challenge was I have become... A little bit... Not obsessed is the wrong word. I've become very, very interested in someone called Harry Leslie Smith. Does anyone know who Harry Leslie Smith is? He wrote a book called Harry's Last Stand. Uh, He's 94 years of age. And he has just become this absolute equality warrior. Because he says, none of you can remember what it was like before the NHS, before social care. So when I was a child, my parents were in penury. And the conditions people lived with... And he basically said, most of my brothers and sisters died because we were in such poverty and we were in such uh, squalor and there was just no medicine and it was just absolutely awful and people can't remember this. And he's basically saying, I'm very old, I can remember it, I'm going to tell you. So he wrote a book called Harry's Last Stand, which you must read. And he's currently campaigning incredibly hard on the internet because of the coming election and he's saying please realise what you've got. You don't know what it was like and this country was like that. It's not like it wasn't, you know, a developing nation. This country was like that and it can be like that again. And I just became so interested in him because I think talking to very old people is like having a time machine. It is. It really is. I sat next to an old, very old lady at a Christmas party once. She was telling me stories about being in the Second World War as a wren and I was like, it's like being there. This is amazing. We need to talk to old people more. And so I just DM'd him on Twitter and just said, hey. He's on Twitter?
1: Yeah. That's oh, impressive. I mean,
0: it's so, And I just had the most incredible conversation with him. So I'm going to read you this conversation because this was my challenge. Because I thought, you know what? We hang out. And especially if you haven't had children, you hang out with increasingly young people because your friends have children and move to the suburbs. <laughs> and I just thought, I need to know more old people. And like he is, you know, properly old. So this <laughs> is the conversation I had with him which was just amazing um so I just saw him on Twitter and I just sort of was like this guy is so great and I just like spontaneously I just tweeted him and went I do the guilty feminist podcast will you come on it because I want to hear about what life was like for women before the second world war he fought in the second world war and I thought either I wouldn't hear from him or his people would say Harry's very old he doesn't do podcasts he just tweeted straight back I'd love to do your podcast So I just DM'd him and said, Hi, Harry, I'm a big fan of your work and would love you to do the podcast. We normally have a live audience. Would that be okay? And then told him a bit about it. And then he said, Hi, I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Live audience is okay. How long does it last? Which is a good question when you're old. (laughs) And I told him. And then he said, Can we talk about dates after the election? Because I'm busy campaigning. I said, sure. And then he said, where do you normally do it? And I said, we tour it all over the UK and Europe and Australia and soon America. He went, brilliant, exclamation mark. And then I said, "Okay, so uh, we're doing the Edinburgh Festival just for two dates. Have you ever been to the Edinburgh Festival? No, but would love to go. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to be this man so much. (laughs) And then I told him the dates, and he said, this might work out well as my new book comes out September 14th, but I have to talk to my publisher. And I was like, oh... (laughs) This gives me hope. Like he's still gigging and he's still like, well, I want to maximize the book sales. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, you do, Harry. Yes, you do. And then I said, what's your new book called? And he said, it's called Don't Let My Past Be Your Future. And uh, he said, it will even have an addendum chapter on the general election 2017. And he said, I can come, I can talk about in terms of feminism a lot of the appalling abuse my mum endured, as well as my one sister who survived. But don't worry, I'll be funny. He said, my mum was tough and funny and still managed to steal some joy out of life, which I thought was such a lovely turn of phrase. And then we kept talking. He said, I'm really looking forward to doing this. That's when I said, talking to older people is like travelling in time. You know, you know so much. He said, my grandfather was born in 1857 and I remember the tales he would tell me, I'll tell you those. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, this is amazing. Anyway, he said, it was nice talking to you and I will talk to my publisher about dates and I will let you know by Monday. And I said, I hope I'm saying, let me talk to my publisher when I'm your age. You give me hope I don't have to retire. And with May's help, I'll never be able to afford to anyway. (laughs) And he said, I know, it's very pleasing to still be relevant at 94. And I was like, I'm so excited about it because we're going to get to talk to him. And he is so cogent and just dynamic. And he's saying, guys, it's like, you know, when the time traveler comes from the future, And he's like, I'm from the future. Don't vote for Donald Trump. (laughs)
3: Um,
0: And it's like he's doing that, but he's a time traveller going, I'm from the past. Don't vote for Theresa May. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So I'm so psyched about that episode. So I'm hoping he's going to come to Edinburgh. I told him we were in a big purple upside down cow. And he said, that sounds brilliant. And I sent him a picture, he said, definitely, yes. That's the venue for me.
1: I was like, that's fantastic. So that was my challenge. And it's a Um, great challenge because you have 58 more years, at least, since you're, (laughs) since we said you were a certain age.
2: Yep, good. I know
1: my math, look at my face.
0: Uh, Would you like to meet our special guest? Well, Gerard, the birthday boy, has given it away uh, because he's waiting for her with excited anticipation. Put your hands together and make extraordinary noises for the wonderful Jenny Eclair.
3: Gerard. That was my father's name. I'm flirting now. That's going to to terrify him, isn't it? Well, I was fascinated by, uh, you know, when you've done this challenge about not telling anyone your age, sometimes you don't need to tell anyone your age. They assume it. And I went down my, this is a true story, I went down my local swimming pool, Camberwell, the other day, and the girl on the till. First time ever, I got my first... Any concessions? Any concessions for you? Any concessions? And they said, I don't know, I don't know. Do you give discounts to a 57-year-old woman who has just been mistaken for a pensioner? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your silver swim, bitch! Right up your arse! (laughs) But it was three quid cheaper, so what do you do, eh?
0: What do you do? (laughs) But Jenny, she might have thought you were a student. Well, you dress very funky. You know, I've got funky glasses and funky haircut. Do you know what? The, I, if I stand further away, I look younger. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> that's true of all Perspective
3: of us. is on my side. Or the other trick is to stand next to something very old. Very old. Like <laughs> Hadrian's Wall or something like that. <laughs> you know... And skin, I mean, skin is a giveaway. Uh, you know, you look in the mirror and think, Jesus, I really should have something done. And then I think, no, I'm not having the Botox. Going into my stand-up here, and you've not really paid me enough, but go on, I'll give you a couple of jokes. I'll give you a couple of jokes. Go on, half price. Why not? Hey, I'm wearing them out. The show's nearly over. Okay. Um, so I looked in the mirror I thought, well, I should have some work done. And they thought, no, I'm not having the Botox, because the way I see it, if I wanted snake poison coursing around my system, I would suck off Simon Cowell. right? <laughs> Do you want any more... Uh, yeah, we'll pay... We'll pay, pay jokes? I'll joke. pay
0: extra out the back. We'll give you an extra envelope out the back for this.
3: You've already given me a beautiful brooch.
0: I have. That's uh, the sufferer bling that all the guests get. Suffra bling. It's a lovely suffer thing. Bling. Tell them
3: what you do, Deborah. It's paste, love. It's paste. But it looks yeah, good from a distance. Of course. If
0: I gave every act that came out actual diamonds, I think they would look at me with some yeah. suspicion. <laughs> and it would be odd. It would be odd.
1: No, it's, I'd be very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's... Jenny's wearing here is an Edwardian piece in suffragette colours. We can't guarantee a suffragette wore that, but what we can guarantee is the woman who did wear it was mistaken for a suffragette. Do you know, I once did have my nipples pierced.
3: No, I had my nipples pierced because I got sick of losing my car keys, yes. (laughs) Um, Now, the other thing, I... (laughs) Oh, there's some faces. It's like... Actually, it's a joy to work in front of a lot of such young women. So I can almost feel my periods coming back. But <laughs> how I know... How I know that you're so much younger than the audience I usually work in front of. When you said, put your phones to aeroplane mode, there wasn't a mass panic. <laughs> now, if I said to my audience, or the grumpy audience that I often work with, OK, everyone, put your phones to mobile... To put your phones... To- Do you see? Do you see what I've just done? Phones to mobile. Put your phones to aeroplane mode. There would be at least seven women at the back going, What? What? How do you do that? Jean, Jean, what do you do? What do you do? (laughs) Oh, oh, sod this, Jean. I'm just going to take the battery out the back. Oh, do you know what? This thing is more trouble than it's worth, Jean. I'm going to the toilet. It's going to flush it down the toilet. I never wanted it in the first place. It's more trouble than it's worth, Jean. Do you want my I'm a feminist but? Oh, yes, please, yes, please. I'm a feminist but. When your empowerment video comes out, I'm going to spread it like jam all over the internet. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I've got a true one as well, and I think this makes me quite a bad person. Um, I'm a feminist but. I get a bit funny about my 28 daughter's underarm hair. She's growing her underarm hair. Are
0: you 28-year-old daughters? Yeah. Just when my you God. said 28 daughters, I was you like, said that this is a daughters. revelation. <laughs> Jenny
3: pumped that when she was young and gave them away. I just, I, I just had the one and then I got bored. Um, so you've got a 28-year-old daughter. 28-year-old daughter. And and she's daughter growing... she's, yes, yes. And every time I see it, do you know what I think of? I bought her a hamster once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ...called Timber, and I, every time I catch sight of her underarm hair, I think, "Oh, whatever happened to Timber?
0: <laughs> so, is
3: there a little bit of you that wants to say, shave them? First? Shave it off, love, shave it off. But you know, it's what she wants to do. It's just... I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not very hairy as a person, so it's never been a big deal for me. I mean, I just think that it's one of those things. For some women, it's an issue, and I mean, I'm very blonde, I've just, you know, and uh, all my pubes fell out, because you know, this is a thing that happens. A lot of younger women, it'll happen girls, you know, I used to have, I remember once doing a stage play with Miriam Margulies, and we were standing in the wings and Miriam goes to me, do you know what, I used to have a very luxurious bush. (laughs) Very luxurious bush, and I'd, i was in my thirties, and I thought Miriam, really, you know. And then it happened, and you know, and then real, i realized, you know, some years later, I barely got enough left to make a hamster's nest. <laughs> Thinning, you thin—it's called female pattern balding. It is. is that really? Do yes, it thin? is. It's a medical thing. It's a proper thing, and of course, the real dilemma with female pattern balding is whether to shave it all off or comb it over. <laughs> that is the. There are your choices,
0: girls. No. Gerard's really he's enjoying this. He's, <laughs> he's never enjoyed God it because Happy you, Gerard. birthday, Gerard. How old are you, Gerard? Uh, 51. 51. 51. And is it all still a full <laughs> situation? <laughs> too, he's too young he's for nice. me. He's, he's too young for
3: nice. I live with a 68-year-old. I should I usually get a round of applause for that. <laughs> No, please don't. That's gone a bit Oprah Winfrey, hasn't it? He's 68. He's got a bus pass. He's from Dudley.
1: Yay!
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: It affects your career as you get older. Because it doesn't seem to have affected yours at all. You just get better and better.
3: I get right. bitter and bitter.
0: <laughs> some, I think some women really find... it Because there is this youthful projection that we have on women, that we don't have on men, people don't mind if men get older. Men get older on the telly. And they just get older and older. Or they die on the telly, men. I think that... Oh
3: gosh, it's really difficult because, you know, I'm of a generation of women that jumped onto the first wave of alternative comedy. So it was a new type of comedy that sort of didn't have any rules or regulations. And I think that I'm still sort of got that mindset. It's a little bit of an old punk mindset, which is you refuse to be told what to do. And I think that we are getting better at accepting older women in the media. I mean, it's a a long haul and that sort of thing. And I don't think about television in terms of my career at all. I think about live shows I think about and I have hugely enjoyed doing the grumpy shows and I started those quite a long time ago well co-started those over 10 years ago and so they weren't had... actually really very grumpy or old then? Well, I was 47 Not now. and I was starting to get a bit pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on the nursery slopes and it was really important that we had older w- women older than that. So it was always somebody in their 50s or 60s or whatever. And it was always great to bring those out on the road and see an audience who looks like this audience but with a sort of slightly degenerative ageing condition sort of turning up. And there's something wonderful about being... I mean, Gerard is obviously an honorary woman Tonight, but having a great big group of women in one place is sort of always a bit mental and fabulous. And I went to an all girls school, and it always reminds me of you know, when you're at school assembly and somebody farted halfway through a, a hymn, and there was a hysteria that would go around. Yeah, and I find that hugely, hugely pleasurable. Um, and I have spent my entire career basically trying to reconjure up the fart and assembly.
0: done it very well jenny i think yeah. your audience and that's interesting about live it's a bit like what i say about podcasting is no one can stop me and no one even tries to stop you podcasting that's the thing you can having... also
3: do it in your bedroom
0: oh yeah is, but it all ends these... up just talking to yourself i don't want all these people in my bedroom though it's a lot it's a, that'd be a lot i mean i'd love to have you individually in my bedroom yeah. don't get me wrong but the lot
1: of you do, you wouldn't fit is what i'm saying yeah i have a question actually yeah. you said that you were of a generation of women who were not going to be told what to do and there is very young women today believe that they are also... I mean, they take it almost as a given that they won't be told what to do. Do you think it's a different experience, though, from when you had that and when very young women have it now, women in their 20s?
3: I don't know whether any young women really do genuinely take it as a given. I think they want to, but I think that... I mean, there are just different pressures and weirdnesses going on for young women today. And I think that, you know, this generation, particularly living in London, are sort of stopped from doing what they want, not because of themselves or even mentoring them. It's about economics now. It's mm. about sort of not being able to be as independent. Or I mean, when I came to London, if you couldn't afford a flat, you could squat you could get a job really easily. You could walk in it. Well, I was always sacked from things, but I could (laughs) walk out of a job, you know, in the afternoon, and by the next day, I'd got another one, you know. uh, So I think there are other pressures, and doors that are very difficult to push open for the younger generation today, particularly if you've got an arts degree, rather than something sensible and grown up. Uh, And I just sort of... I don't know whether I feel sorry for young women, because there's lots of things they can do and everything, but I think there's a lot of shit they also have to put up with. Well, the
0: whole pressure to style yourself on the internet... And we're all running several newspapers on the internet now. We're all running our own personal one, like the editorial of what's happening in the world. We all have to have an opinion on everything. What are we going to share? What are we going to comment on? And then our own style section... Basically, we're running a Sunday newspaper, all of us. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to run my style session about, oh, how am I going to style myself? I'm going out to this party, and then I've got to do a selfie, yeah. and then I've got to sort of picture my manicure and picture of my brunch and picture me having a good time. You've got to keep up with your Netflix. You've got to give a review about that. You've got yep. to read a book. You've what do got you think of Handmaid's Tale? Yes. What do you think of Handmaid's Tale? If you don't and, have an opinion, And ha- Paula and Bloodlines, I'm so behind. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried I'm going to die behind. I'm going to just <laughs> die... Because I can't outrun Netflix... I'm wanting to waste less time as I get older. Reading books... Like, Jenny's got these short stories, and she said it's great, because they're very short, and they're in, you can read them in the bath. And I said, that's great, because I don't have time to read whole books anymore. <laughs> I'm just showing my book around, because there's some tittering, which is going to interfere with your
3: edit, but that's me, because I'm plugging my book yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it's called Listening In, and uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to read the whole thing in the bath tonight. Listen, I just have to apologise something. I, OK, when you're talking about wasting time and things like that, I've got to this age now where I've got very high blood pressure... And I have to stop drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other thing that uh, I have to do is I have to do hobbies. Oh, may I just say, there are some perks to being in your mid-50s. You know, one is we can fritter all our tampon money on... (laughs) Luxury. (laughs) On On pickles and chutneys... The thing is, nobody looks at you strangely when you start having hobbies. And I do watercolours and I do tapestry. And I started to think that I could do art, right? So anyway, they offered me really rubbish money for this book of short stories, like embarrassingly bad money. So I said, all right, then, you can have my short stories for barely any money whatsoever, as long as I get to illustrate it. And then, and then I saw it in the flesh, and every time I sort of catch sight of the illustrator... Because this book is illustrated... And what I really wanted to do was add a little packet of
2: crayons
0: (laughs) with every book, because the illustrations are in black and white. It's like like a grown-up colouring book. People have got their own crayons now. All grown-ups have their own crayons now. That's just how it works.
3: Yeah, like that. But when I've seen it in the actual flesh, I'm slightly embarrassed. (laughs) Um, Look, there's a picture of Budgie.
0: Really? Jenny? You're 57, (laughs) grown-up.
1: It's a very nice Budgie. I love
2: that
0: you've done that. I love because Do you know what I love about that? is that they've said, here's an opportunity. You've said, oh, I'm not sure about the opportunity for the money. I'll make it something... <laughs> it's like a bucket list thing. Like, I'm going to do a thing I really want to do. I love drawing. If you let me put my drawings in, you can have the book. And you fulfilled an yeah. ambition there that most people will never get yeah, to do. It says, with illustrations
1: by, by the author. author.
0: <laughs> 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 they've called them
1: illustrations. <laughs> so do you know, great. i lived... That's great. i, no, I mean, a designer,
3: and uh, my daughter's really good at paint. She can actually draw. And both of them, honestly, their whole faces shrivel up when they catch sight of this book. It's like I can feel my daughter's vagina kind of clench <laughs> as, as, with absolute mortification at the fact that her, her mother I has think done she's this.
0: Wrong. I think they're lovely. Have you done the front cover illustration? Yeah, I
3: did. It's really bad. <laughs>
0: It's do you know what you've got to get one of these now just for the illustrations because you want to see now don't you and you want to colour them in I think that's really sweet I think that's lovely I'm going
3: to colour I've mine I've written in. other books as well that don't have pictures in
0: is this a barrister's wig is this yes, relevant, to wing. Is yeah. relevant to the story is that relevant to the story yes it, it is okay. all the
3: pictures are relevant I just to the thought, story I'm
0: this not mental I'm just randomly <laughs> illustrated. it it's a pair of shoes and yes, that is tied in yeah. yeah these stories I thought these were just sto- these, I started to think these were just drawings she'd done in your sketchbook <laughs> randomly they just thought fuck it I'm putting oh, that yeah. in exactly oh, make them guess guess how that's the same there's, there's like, like a kids little house. school
1: shoes a budgie a yeah. peahen and then a judge's wig. wig it's yeah. not clear <laughs> you want to know what's going on in these stories a sausage dog appears a sausage dog it's also yeah. called a dash I've got, a, a, I've got a thing about dachshunds
0: <laughs> oh and this is a messy dressing table yeah, yeah. anyway they can bite themselves Has anyone got a question? I want to know what's the picture of the dash hand for. Questions? Anyone got any questions? Yes, there's one there. Um, So it links back to something you were saying, Cindy, at the beginning of the podcast about when you get older, you feel like you're looking after the people who are older in your family and also the younger ones. Do you think that for women getting older they take on more of the responsibility than the the men who are getting older? Do you think there's a gender gap? It's
3: called the good daughter syndrome, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely what Jenny said. It's good daughter syndrome, but it's also my in-laws are, you know, getting older. And even though they're very self-sufficient, I think, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but hey, I think women tend to have a certain empathy about family, a certain need to make things work, especially if you've been in mother mode for a decade, as I have it's a natural instinct in me, you know, to always put the kids first, then the parents sort of jump on the same bandwagon. I think so. Um, But but Can I I, I add some women? Because we all have to remember we're not a monolithic group. No, I mean, I'm just talking from my own experience for women who are in that family kind of setup. And I mean, even if you have, you know, your friends who are women, the way they empathize with your stuff is often, I think, quite different than how at least straight guys because some of my best friends are gay guys i much prefer to talk to them about stuff than some of my girlfriends but you know I think that's a female thing having said that I do think that as a son or as a husband as a father you do experience it as well and often I think women will just jump in front and be like I, let me I have to take care of it you know so mm. I
0: yeah. I think we're coached by society to think that we should and we're given a lot of hints my mum's 88
3: she lives 200 miles away thank Christ she nearly went to the dark side. You know what they're like. So, as you said, as they get older, a little bit more right-wing, a little bit more right-wing. So, she lives in a place called Lytham St Anne's, you see, which is a little bit Tory. And um, she was talking about Brexit, and she was nearly, she nearly went over to the dark side. And there's three of us. And we just said to her, listen, you know, if you vote out, you are not welcome for Christmas. <laughs> and she said, she went... I'm 88, I can't lift my own turkey, I said. If you've got strength enough to put a cross in the wrong box. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> do you feel the obligation to mother and be the daughter? And Do you think that falls on me? No, because
3: I'm the middle child, so I'm the spoilt funny one. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's my sister's responsibility. She's older. Ha ha
0: ha, she has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that way of looking at it as well. Um, <laughs> I've got an older sister who lives near my mother as well, and I kind of feel it's true, as the middle child, yeah. I've come off to London and... We're too so exciting. Things. But do you do it, come in with flash visits and be very exciting?
3: I adore my mother. She's hilarious. She's quite ancient, and her sister's even older. Uh, it does say they live in this place called St Anne's and they've lived there for quite a long time. And even though the fact my mother is 88 and her sister's 91, they are still locally known as the Hesmontosh girls.
0: Oh, are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that.
3: No, she's very... I mean, she's northern, so they're quite stoic. They're quite good at looking after themselves, I hear. Uh, <laughs> no, Let's hope so. Yeah, Let's no, no, so. no, she's still very independent, and, but I do worry myself sick, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I look I at my that. sister's house and I think that's much more practical <laughs> than my house. I've got very slippy
0: floors. <laughs> I feel like you've put them in on purpose. Uh, any other questions? Um, we were kind of saying how the old generation end up being kind of like become a lot more right wing. How do you think we can, as this generation, teach the, like, let's say our mums? how to be a bit more left. If the older generation is getting more right wing, how do we teach them to be more left wing?
1: They're not you like can that, teach your mom something and then she <laughs> comes back towards your direction. Could you please tell me as well? <laughs>
0: yeah. I've no idea. I've no idea how I think we're
3: talking to brick walls a little bit yeah, sadly and... there. Uh, there is the Christmas threat. That's the only thing I can that think literally of. the
0: Christmas threat. Yeah. Jenny Can you tell me what you're doing? Where can these people see you? Because I'm sure we would all come and see you live as a group, wouldn't we? Yeah. This whole group, I would go with all of you to see Jenny live. (laughs) I tell you what, it would make me feel really young.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are you playing? I'm. I'm I've almost finished the tour. How to be a middle-aged woman? Open brackets without going insane. Close brackets. I've got a few more dates this year, but I'm working on... I'm meant to be working on... I bit the inside of my tongue then when i said it because I'm so anxious about it. I'm meant to be writing a new novel. It stalled a bit. And I have got a new series of Radio 4 15-minute dramas called nice. um, Little Lifetimes coming up, and I've got a very secret BBC pilot that I'm... So Again, yes, you see, that... That, that wasn't my bottle falling over. <laughs> Uh, but I'm very anxious about.
0: Okay, a secret BBC pilot for yeah, television? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited Ooh. about that. Yes, yeah, so am awesome. I. We'll all watch it. And can I have a part in it in which I stand under a fluoro light and look 102? Yes, uh, excellent. you may.
1: I have a part of your Indian friend. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, it's not a sitcom
3: weirdly it's it's something different but you can
0: have an Indian friend I and could, not to see. yeah <laughs> it's
3: like, I love the idea that it's
1: like I'm sorry I, I'm afraid it's a drama so no <laughs> uh, we we do drama have you seen Bollywood movies we're very good in drama yeah. do you want to do a little audition anytime yeah,
0: let's audition so it's a drama
1: so it's got to be serious it's not a I drama have, what is it
0: <laughs>
3: sitcom, what
1: is it? It's not, not a sitcom. It's, it's neither
3: of those genres. No, it's not that.
0: It's
1: comedy drama. Is it nope. a documentary about India? I'm in. I'm so <laughs> in. We're gonna
0: audition for this, I reckon it's something like comedy drama. So okay. Okay. I'm playing Jenny's friend Deborah, you're playing Jenny's friend Cindy. Okay. Indian friend.
1: Yeah.
0: Australian Australian friend. I'll do Australian more, it be more Australian because it's more of a character. <laughs> Hello Cindy, have you seen Jenny?
1: You know Deborah. <laughs> I have seen her but I'm feeling very sad. What's wrong,
0: Sintu? She started telling me about her pubic hair. She's always on about that. That line was a bit too funny. This isn't a sitcom, Sintu. How about that? Are we in? You're both in. Ah, sweet! Is by listening in stories by Jenny Eclair it's uh, lovely little stories and can you imagine sitting in the bath with Jenny Eclair just having a little just, she, just she'll be that adorable and you can colour in the picture of that bird which has nothing to do with that story
1: I'm convinced Cindy V, have you got anything to plug? Sindhuvee.com for all my gigs coming up and I'm going to Edinburgh and I've got a show called the Iguana Mum so please have a look and please come along and uh, tweet me at At Sindhu V Funny. Brilliant. (laughs) Uh, I'm Deborah Francis-White
0: and my other show is called Global Pillage at globalpillage.net. It's a comedy panel show, diversity-based. Cindy does it a lot. You can listen to it at globalpillage.net. Please do that. And do we have a charity of the week? Hello.
3: Yes. Um, It's called The Kids Network and we are Connecting London for
0: Change. Called The Kids Network and it's Connecting London for Change. And what what do you do?
3: We work with eight to 11-year-olds and support their social-emotional well-being.
0: You work with 8- to 11-year-olds and you support their social and emotional well-being. You're going to stand at the door and we'll collect for that. And if people want to give at home, what website do they go on? Um, Go on thekidsnetwork.org.uk or localgiving. If you're listening at home, thekidsnetwork.org.uk. Brilliant. Um, So please give generously as the podcast is free.
1: (laughs) Can I ask a question? Is that a charity that connects kids? It's a network. Is that social media or not?
3: with volunteer mentors in their local community because of London's gentrification. So we're addressing poverty, but also isolation of young professionals who live in the area that feel no connection to their local
1: community. So it's keeping 8- to 11-year-olds on social media? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking. Have you got an 8- to 11-year-old you want distracting? (laughs) Well, Exactly. No, I mean, I have an 8-year-old, and I would like them to be... Not paying attention to me so much and paying attention to social media. So maybe this is the right thing. I'll put them onto that. Brilliant. Follow The Guilty Feminist on Twitter at guiltfempod. Check out our Instagram, Instagram.com, The Guilty Feminist. Like our Facebook page. Sign up to our mailing list to get notified as soon as the new episode is released. And please go to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. It helps other people find the podcast. And give it five stars.
0: Have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis White, guest co-host Cindy V, and very special guest Jenny Eclair, The recording engineer was Chris Sharp, music was by Mark Hodge. The producer was Tom Sanitsky for the Scotland Shop. Thanks to Zoe Venture Sally and everyone at King's Place, as well as all of you for listening. And for more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. You listen, did your niece get you into this podcast? She did? What a lovely uncle you are. I'm so... I want you to be my uncle, Gerard. (laughs) Everyone needs an Uncle Gerard. Is he a good uncle? He is. Yeah, evidently, because you've brought him out with party hats. Are you? Is it just the two of you on a double act tonight? It is. And just to be really clear, in Mad Men, when someone says I'm out with my niece... (laughs) (laughs) They're never... Gerard is not happy with that. And I really don't... I'm sure that is not... I'm sure... Edit that out, it's not okay. And I feel, but I just there was a okay. Oh, there's photographs happening here. Let's just distract ourselves.